Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Adel Amarcy Unplugged. It's your host of the most, as always, Adel Amarcy. And today, uh, I've got my good friends, Matt Wolf and Joe. Joe, how do we say your surname? Is it Fear? Fire? Yeah, he nailed it, man. Fear. Okay, cool. Yeah, excellent. Got it right the first time. Fuck everyone who said I couldn't. Which is... <laughs> Um, it's like my own self doubt. Fuck you, dude. Anyway, well, I was going <laughs> I've got these two guys. I've been trying to get Matt on the show for four years. He doesn't know. No this. Shit, huh? Yeah. He doesn't know shit about this. Cause like, <laughs> I, I remember the hustle I put in trying to get him on the show when, wait, were you in Australia at some point? I was in New Zealand a few times. Never Australia yeah, though. Never Cause there. you were with freaking what's his face. Um, Josh Bartlett. Yeah. Josh. Who's like fucking epic. Who I love. And like you're <laughs> with him. I was like, yeah, let's get him on the show. And we never got you on the show. <laughs> I, did, this, I was aware of this actually. <laughs> this is four years in the fucking making. Sorry. Oh, wow. Everyone listening to this right now. I'm very excited, but slightly pissed. That it took me so long. <laughs> <laughs> dude i love it this is like some fanboy shit i could just kind of observe from the side and watch you two like <laughs> but yeah it's, it was it's freaking epic so just a quick shout out about these two guys i love them to pieces uh joe i'm only getting to know you matt i've known you for fucking ages since like blogging and shit that's how long ago it was but these guys have been in business for literally years and uh, I would put, basically put them down, put them down in my short list of masters of traffic and branding, which is very, very few people. And even though everyone loves the word omnipresence, fuckers, mm-hmm. I know, I know the one asshole that basically made that popular. <laughs> for the wrong- <laughs> We all know. I say that with love, though. It's always with love. No comment. No comment. Yeah. yeah. We know who you're talking about, but no comment. <laughs> uh, no comments ever needed. So anyone else that's thinking about this, do not email me. Ask me, who do you mean? I'm not telling you. Go away. You're Bob, not going to learn. Badger Matt for the next four years, and eventually he'll wear down and speak to you then. <laughs> That's how long it <laughs> me. You can go do it as well. Everything's great. <laughs> but these guys basically like are, are fucking awesome at this, and I'm so excited to have them here because they don't really know what they're getting themselves into, which is a barrage of ridiculous questions that I want to ask for myself. And you, my listeners, will probably be listening and wondering, why is he asking so many questions? Yes, these are questions that we want to know the answers to, but realistically, they're for me, and you guys are a lot on for the ride, so... Enjoy my very cheaply, thinly veiled mastermind discovery call. With the, um, I love this podcast. already. I know. Yes. You're hitting on the exact reason we podcast. People don't realize it, but it's essentially just like three hour long consulting in like short bursts. It's completely yeah. selfish on our part, but yeah, everybody else can just go for the ride, man. Wait, does no one else know about this? I literally do. This is how I built up my business. It's like, it's the reason I started <laughs> podcasting was like, I need copywriting clients that can pay me 15 grand and above. I'll just speak to them and convince them that I'm cool. And they'll do the amount of people I've got. That is ridiculous. So if you're not doing podcasting, here's another millionth reason, but real quick shout out to today's sponsors, which are of course, evergreenprofits.com forward slash Adil. If you go there, these, I don't even know what I was going to say. I was going to make, I was going to make a joke. I couldn't think of anything mean or nice to say at the same time without being derailed because they're giving you something excellent. Except for they did make a very basic copywriting mistake, in my opinion, which is they use the word learn, which they will change at the end oh, of this call. Yeah, there is a reason. I have like a full on, I hate using this, but I have a Nazi boner for the hatred of the word learn um, because of what it does to advertising. It, it, it fucks with people's mind in the most negative ways. I had a really long call with uh, Bob, oh, God damn it, Bob Selling. How do I forget his yeah. name? Like about oh, yeah, this one word. 
yeah, you guys are in the same mastermind. But like mm-hmm. Bob and I had this conversation. He was like, oh shit, you really thought about this, haven't you? I was like, yeah. Um, but they're basically giving you away, giving away the evergreen traffic playbook, which I'm opting into after the show because I don't want to type on keyboards and stuff while I'm, on, while I'm doing the show. But it'll actually show you exactly what true omnipresence is, which means how to appear, make your brand appear everywhere, how to do it. I'm assuming you guys do both organic and paid advertising when you actually show this, right? Yep, we do. Yeah, so you guys are basically going everywhere, including the content repurposing, the repurposing tactics, which very few people even think about doing. People think that you need to constantly create new shit. You don't. This is the oh, cheat no. sheet. And uh, finally, so much other fun stuff, including expert traffic strategies and, of course, the perpetual growth systems they have for their audience building, which is amazing. Um, and the other sponsor of this show, which will actually factor in perfectly to this, is Story Selling Emails, which is my place. Go there. It's a 17-minute free video for you guys to check out on how to write emails. So they will go ahead and show you how to get everywhere and known everywhere and bring all the traffic. And I'm going to teach you how to write emails and make it into more money. So it's a win-win for you. you got a basic perfect system ready to go. That being said, I'm going to shut up and welcome all my guests because <laughs> talking shit to them for the last five minutes really hasn't been... Uh, has been entertaining to all of us, but now I'm going to shut up and let them take over the show. So welcome to the show, Joe and Matt. Thanks, man. That was a badass intro. Actually, I love the. I'm curious about the learn thing. Like, a, you know, Bob Serling, yeah, he's well, a good buddy of ours. We we'll, but, we'll get him on the podcast too. Yeah, and uh, we'll 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 dive into all the these little copywriting things and what to avoid just, and stuff like totally. that. Are we just turning this into like, you know what? Because I can't fly to I can't fly to the U.S., so we're gonna have to do this over Zoom. Let's just get everyone on board. Me, you, Travis, Brad, Bob, just everyone. Let's get everyone like a mega cast and just like talk shit for an hour and see what comes up. <laughs> that would that, be and record it for sure. That would be that would be incredible. So, but yeah, so the reason why the word learn um, for people that listen to the show that actually don't know about this, it's it's a stress test I've done for the last eleven years of my career since I was eighteen. Um, Cause I started writing copy when I was 12, went pro 18 and I'm 30 this year. So technically in Europe, my, my copywriting career at, in October will be a legal adult that you can buy drinks for, which is kind of weird to say, but yeah, at 21, you'll be able to get drinks in the U S as well. Yay. But anyway, back to what I'm saying. Um, so the word learn is, so I've stress tested the shit out of this, like between the words like discover, uncover, reveal, and so many others. The reason why it doesn't work particularly with entrepreneurs is because entrepreneurial type business people or online marketers, we have this, I'll show you a key example with you guys. Uh, what was school like for you guys? It was, uh, shit. It was confusing and stuff. Like I was just like, I don't want to learn all this stuff. I don't need to know. For me, school bored the hell out of me. I was, so when it came to school, I was someone that found school kind of easy. So I was always the type that would wait till the very, very last minute and I'd still get like B's and I was cool doing that. So I just found school to be insanely boring. See, I had to work my ass off for a B. So yeah. Yeah. Right there with you. Right there with you. I'm guessing that was Joe that had to work his ass off. I did. Yep. You're right. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty much. I can't see your faces. I don't know. Yeah. We probably should have said who's who, but. Now you know. Screw it. Yeah, we'll just get on with that. Because all it I sounds have... really, really smart. It's Matt. Ah, hey, <laughs> hey bullshit. <laughs> I just love how was, I'm assuming that was Matt that just basically said that's like yes, me. <laughs> I can just totally imagine it happening. Now you know which one has the ego too. His ego is just pumping right now. It's just... <laughs> well, it should be after finding out that someone's been trying to get him on a show for four goddamn years. It's like. <laughs> 
Just, yes, <laughs> I'm so happy. But okay, so back to this. So school sucked for everyone that's entrepreneurial because we didn't feel challenged. Either we felt too challenged because we weren't understood and we were misunderstood, or it was boring as shit and we didn't like it. So when you put the word learn up, everyone's like, the original thing I always got told was like, oh, it sounds like it's a doing word. Like they have to go do something. So no, that's not the reason. It's a very deep rooted subconscious reason because learn is linked to pain. And if you know anything about Tony Robbins or any personal development, you know that people will do everything they can to avoid pain and go to pleasure. Mm-hmm. which is why I find a lot of copywriting where they like twist the knife into their back, kind of redundant and stupid. I stand with Jay Abraham on that one. Um, there's mm-hmm. an easy way to actually unify all of it. But anyway, with this whole word, when you put it up, it's, um, it's like the whole thing. Have you ever been to a point where you're like, I really want to buy this thing, but I don't know why I want to, I don't want to put the money down right now. It's like something mm-hmm. inside of you stopping you from like putting your card over. It's going to sound really dumb, but from a lot of the stress tests I've seen that where this has actually come up, it's usually this one word that stopped people. Um, yeah. And they, they don't know what it is because I remove that word from a sales letter, send the same sales letter to the same person they buy. I send it without with the word. like They don't know if they're ready to buy just yet. They need a couple of days to think about it. Mm. And it's like after oh, one. Yeah, we're going to have to do a whole podcast episode about this on our show because that type of stuff is like, music to our ears for sure (laughs) we love those like little minor tweaks that most people don't think about that make a big difference yeah well this is why i'm coming on to your show clearly oh yeah you are yeah Yeah, just right after this time but okay so like with that being said i'm actually going to ask you the question because that's kind of weird like the host answering his own question (laughs) we have a question for you adil wait for your show bitches anyway so how did you guys actually come up with this whole idea of the evergreen evergreen traffic playbook because i'm curious about this there's so much stuff that goes on online what the hell made you guys create this that stemmed from our 12 years matt and i working together and just experimenting the shit out of everything we've done so in terms of offers traffic copywriting even though obviously there's holes and gaps um, we're always trying to experiment and, and essentially share what we find to work and the whole traffic like we have a whole course on traffic all that stuff we didn't want to make that but we started just you know talking to people like you podcasts live events telling the things that we've been doing and creating this kind of everywhere approach. And people are like, dude, I want the specifics. Yeah, I no, want a roadmap for this. It, it really did came, come from, from doing speaking. You know, we were, we were getting asked more and more to speak at, at some local events here around San Diego. And uh, people kept asking, we kept asking, well, what do you want us to come talk about? And they said, well, you guys seem to be everywhere and you seem to be able to drive traffic. You know, we're, we're number one affiliates for almost all the affiliate products we promote. And so, you know, people were asking us how we did that. So we started putting together these presentations around traffic and giving them in front of audiences. And that seemed to really resonate with people. So we're like, Hey, maybe we should just kind of really go deep and and niche ourselves as like the traffic guys and really kind of like focus in on traffic. So we actually created the traffic course before we wrote the book. Um, so we, we created the traffic course and made all the modules. It's like a 10 module course that shows you all the setup and everything. And then we went, Hey, what's a good marketing strategy to promote this course? <laughs> hey, let's go put out a book and kind of give the overview of what we teach in our traffic course in the book. And then the, the book could kind of, um, you know, it, it gives you most of the details, but it leaves out this sort of over the shoulder step-by-step stuff that you get from the course. Yeah. So like the book is completely legit. Like you can go through it and you'll basically pick up a bunch of cool stuff that you can apply to your life, but you really want the big ass course that will actually show you what to do. 
Yeah, so. and, and, and plus, you know, we've been podcasting since 2010. Um, our current show, we've only been doing for two and a half years now, but we actually started podcasting in 2010. So we've interviewed hundreds and hundreds of people over the years, and we've managed to like squeeze out a whole bunch of traffic tactics from a lot of these people. And I mean, you know how podcasting is. A podcast episode that's two years old probably doesn't get as very many downloads anymore. And we're like, man, there's so much gold in these, these, the, the, these episodes that nobody is actually really listening to as much anymore. Let's go and pull out some of this gold and also put that in the book. So the first half of the book breaks down our exact strategy that we use on a daily basis. The second half of the book is really this sort of curated list of traffic tactics that we've gotten from other guest experts. Mm-hmm. See, that's excellent. I love that you guys did that. And I'm also, damn it. I was trying to like very sneakily like opt in. <laughs> And then, I thought I heard uh, my voice in there. Yeah, and Joe's voice just pops up. Like, God like, damn it. Well, straight away. Gone. Big, yeah. Thanks for opting in, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, uh, you'll see us I, everywhere. Uh, I already kind of see you guys everywhere. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. But uh, I was going to say, that's actually a really powerful traffic strategy, especially with like um, repurposing old content, because that's something I've been doing with myself with the first two years of my show. Um, I've actually, I'm, I'm hiring someone this year to go through all two years and pull out all the golden nuggets that I basically had on my show with all the experts and then condense that into like a, either a free giveaway or like a print book that I can send out because what's cooler than, well, the, the strategy I'll give to everyone anyway, listen to this cause I don't really get a chance to like play with it as much. And you guys would definitely use this cause you have a print version of this book is anyone that I want to connect with. I do this with other people's books, but I want to do it with my own is there is a company that will ha- that will learn your handwriting and have a machine write on inscriptions for you in books. So, oh, wow. so my pl- so my so my plan is to actually and on post-it notes. So I want to have it done like inside the book, just have an inscription, and then on the outside like a post-it note, and then it being mailed to the person I want it to be mailed to with like, hey, I thought you really enjoyed chapter number three because we talk about blah blah blah, and it's perfect for you. Oldest trick in the book and actually still works to this day, which is brilliant. I freaking love it. And yeah. uh, we will swipe that. So thank you. Uh, <laughs> I still is... want, I, I'm taking my name next to that. You should. <laughs> you deserve it, damn it. Well, but, <laughs> and you said like that, we're actually doing exactly that. For, so we're working on also a pod. So the next in-demand thing we're working on is, is podcasting. So, you know, we're deep in podcasting. I'd say overall, our big theme is audience building. Yeah. You know, and that involves traffic, content, all this stuff. It's whatever tracks your prospects, their highest prospects. But we actually have a couple of interns right now, a VA, all going through these podcast-related episodes that we did on our podcast. And we're going to essentially repurpose that stuff into another book. So it's exactly what you're saying. And Excellent. I love dude, the fact that you guys so do it. Cool. Yeah. So yeah but the repurposing thing is like, I mean, once we, it, it, it sounds obvious now but, you know, three or four years ago, it wasn't the most obvious thing in the world to us. And, you know, even with our emails, one of the big sort of aha moments we had with our email, and you're going to laugh at this being obviously an email copywriter, but um, over the last, like, maybe just six months, we actually started going back through our emails, looking through the ones that had the best open and click-through rates and had the best sales as a result of the email and just started resending those emails. And Duh. for some reason, it worked the second time we did it. And so we waited another six weeks and just sent the same emails again. So now we're getting the slow clap. It's you got the slow clap. You actually got the slow clap from me right there. I'm, 
So I, now, I, like, we're just like, I write a, a unique email maybe like twice a week, and then the rest of our emails that most people are getting are just the same emails that worked six weeks ago. You know what I love about this? And by the way, guys, just listening at home, this is probably the most out there podcast I've done in terms of making fun of my guest, but I know I can get away with it too. <laughs> so I'm having as much fun as possible, but we are going to keep going. To it. And that's actually really powerful what you're doing with um, the way that you're repurposing emails and getting them back out there. One of the weirdest things I've actually found that people don't do when it comes to um, any of their traffic stuff or any of their content, it, it's going back through Facebook. Go through Facebook, find the most liked posts and put that into an email like for next week. I don't care if you wrote this thing a year and a half ago. It's still prevalent. Go with it. It works. But don't worry about the blind spot thing. Um, I think I I sit on on the throne of dumbest thing you could think of. You guys ready for this? Oh, yeah. Hit us. So for 11 years, I have been writing direct response copy. In that 11 years, it has never once occurred to me that my full name, like my first, my middle, and my, and my last name, all start with A. Mm. I have no idea why the hell I did not brand myself as the triple A-rated copywriter until this year. Dude. <laughs> that, that was like the dumbest thing I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember sending my uh, junior copywriter a text message just be like, oh my God, I'm so fucking dumb. And I had to immediately follow it up with, yes, this is really adult. Here's a screenshot of my face. To sh- Here's a photo of my face to show you that it's really me sending you this message. And then he wrote back going, this is one of the few times I've actually admitted you, admitted publicly that you're stupid. But more importantly, yeah, you're pretty goddamn stupid. Why do I even follow you? <laughs> so word to the wise listening to this, we don't have to be geniuses to actually have our audience listen to us. We, mm. we, all, we all make mistakes. And, and you're also all like, everybody who owns a business is usually too close to their business too, right? Like yeah. it usually takes some third party coming into your business and being like, well, why didn't you do this? Where you finally go, Oh shit. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> well, dude, like if you actually went with that triple A thing, you'd be crushing it in all the phone books, you know, you'd be just right at the top alphabetical order. Triple A. No, it's funny. Cause when we were at the shutter company, uh, the, the company that Joe and I used to work at, like, I don't know, 12, 13 years ago, mm-hmm. was called Artisan Shutters. And I asked my dad, why did you name the company Artisan Shutters? He said, because A starts, A is at the beginning of the phone book. That's yeah. why. <laughs> a lot of companies. How the world has changed. <laughs> right. I'm like, well, the numbers come before A. Why didn't you call it one, two, three shutters? <laughs> it's been done before. Yeah. Anyway. At, at, that, at that point, I just feel like if that was an Asian dad, you just get smacked upside the head. There's, there's no, you don't get any response. You just get a slap for being smart. That's pretty much what it is. It's like, what was that one for? Preemptive ignorance and arrogance building. Why? It gave me a good idea. It was good. But instead of praising you, I just decided to slap you. Well, you'll remember it, right? Yeah, exactly. You're going to forget that. So every time you get slapped, you're like, yes, nailed it. My dad loves me. <laughs> yeah, and this is why um and this is why some people go into porn and really enjoy rough sex. I mean, come on, like clearly it's, it's it it's all makes brutal. so much sense. Had a now. weird upbringing. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't make jokes like that as much because I actually have friends that work in the adult industry and ah fuck it. They'll be on the show and I'll still make fun of them for it. It's good. Exactly. <laughs> They'll probably be like, Yeah, it's true. That'll <laughs> match. Oh man, this is brilliant. Anyway, so one of the other questions I really want to ask you guys particularly was how do you guys actually not even come up with content because you guys repurpose um, 
some of the winning stuff, but how do you come up with the original content to begin with? Because that's something I know so many people struggle with is, man, I don't know what to put out on my like Facebook or to my email list or to anything that I do. What's your solution besides repurposing? Because we're talking about fresh content here. What's your solution? I'll tell you the, the, the podcast feeds our business. Uh-huh. So, you know, most of our original content is us getting on with all these guests on our podcast, talking about various things and then going, huh, there's a, there's a nice little lesson there. Let's go and blog about it. Let's go and write something on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram about well, it. We right. Test it. We experiment with the little tactic that they gave us on our show. Cause we always try to get some kind of like, hey, what can we try? What can we, what can we just like test out and see? Obviously it's selfish most of the time you know, there's people we're talking to. So like for you, copywriting, you would tell us to stop fucking using and learn yeah. in your copywriting. And we'd probably immediately adjust that <laughs> everywhere and then report back. And then we create content around it. Yeah. yeah. And then it's right. just like, so go. The, the podcast is one way, but you know, the other way is, you know, this, this is going to sound like a mind blowing thing to a lot of people, but talk to your customers and <gasps> uh, see wait, what kind wait, of questions uh, they have. I just need to speak to people. Ugh, what kind of? And you told me digital marketing was going to be easy. Sorry, I'm being sarcastic yeah. well, because this happens. Well, it's, it's, and it is kind of funny because these are some of these lessons that now seem so obvious, but at one time they weren't, right? Like I worked with a, a guy named Travis Sago four or five years ago now. And Nothing. the very first thing he told me to do is, you know, pick like 10 of your customers ask them if you can give them a call and just see how they're doing going through your course, right? Just get on a phone call with them, chat with them for 15 minutes each and just see how they're doing. And inevitably questions are going to come up. Suggestions are going to come up. Uh, their, their pains, their struggles, the words that they use to describe their pains and struggles mm. and just kind of keep notes and think about all of that kind of stuff that's coming up and use that. <laughs> yeah. That Travis Sago guy sounds like he knows the thing or two about what he's doing. Um, I love Travis, by the way. Just I, We've had him on the show before. I fucking love him. <laughs> He's hands down one of my favorite people of all time. But I was going to say, halfway through while you were talking, I just realized this, and this is not meant to be an insult that might sound like one, but it's not. We have very thick skin, don't worry. <laughs> I know you do. This is why I love you guys. Um, Matt, you remind me of, uh, for some reason your voice reminds me of Bert Kreischer a little bit. <laughs> I love Bert Kreischer. I'm okay with that. I kind of look like him a little bit too. I could see that. I just need, I actually, uh, you know, should I just take my shirt off for the rest of the call? Please don't. I, I can't see it. And Joe's like, please, for the love of God, no. <laughs> I'm in a tiny room with you. <laughs> oh my God, this show is getting more and more wild. I love it. <laughs> oh man, that is crazy. So, okay, I got a question about podcasting for you guys. How do you guys market your podcast out there? Because the struggle I've had for a really long time personally, especially with the one, because I want to fix this in 2019, is I've been told that I'm a great host and I should be known by everyone. But I'm like, fuck, how the hell do I get my show out there to the masses? How, mm-hmm. what, what would your suggestions be towards that? Considering you're on a show right now and I've got you guys laughing like five-year-olds, which is the best. That's perfect. <laughs> well, okay, so we do a shit ton. I'll just say start it there. Um, I actually we recently sent a list to, because we work with um, like Roland Frazier from Digital Marketers buddy of ours too but we're helping like they were asking for the same exact thing click funnels their podcast they're like uh we're not doing enough so you're not alone don't worry <laughs> like basically, the best marketing people don't even market their fucking shows <laughs> but uh and they know it so well uh, the, we do so much but let's let's yeah. share like the, the sort of biggest 80 20 yeah the 80 20 of what's really been working for us 
So one of the big things that we did that worked really, really well in the beginning was we actually ran ads on a platform called Overcast, um, which is like a, an iPhone app to listen to podcasts on. So everybody who's using that app, that app is interested in podcasts and you can actually put little ads in their platform for like, I don't know, six, 700 bucks for the entire month. And you'll actually get subscribers on Overcast. So it doesn't really help you grow your iTunes ranking, but you'll get listeners, right? At the end of the day, we're just interested in building the audience, building our megaphone so that we can promote shit on our podcast and retarget people who listen to our podcast, but we'll probably get into that in a minute. Um, let's see another one. Let's just like riff back and forth. Uh, we, we always sent mini, mini chat RSS uh, messages, essentially yeah. are linking people over to the show mini chat. We have a pretty good list there. It's pretty damn engaged. Mm-hmm. So that's something we, you know, twice a week, whenever the show drops, we send a message out to those folks. Yeah. We just recently passed the, uh, the 10,000 follower mark on Instagram. We're at 16,000 and something now. Mm-hmm. So we can actually do swipe ups with our, our podcast. So we'll, you know, mention that a new podcast is live and tell people to swipe up to go listen to it. Let's um, see, another one, we run <laughs> Facebook ads. So we do dollar a day targeting to the folks in Facebook who are targets. So guys like, you know, we've had Roland Frazier on, so we'll target digital marketer a dollar mm-hmm. a day. And if it's doing well, we'll ramp it up to $2 a day. Yeah. And that all points back to the show. Yeah. I mean, we can, we can probably list a hundred different ways we're marketing What's it. What's another but- one? Go. Uh, I mean, obviously, we email our list every time a new episode comes out. Um, push uh, crew on our website. We do push crew on our website. So every time there's like a browser notification that goes out every time an episode goes live, uh, we, we target like a mofo. So anybody who's engaged with any of our content is most likely going to see the most recent show. Mm-hmm. And some, some, we're always going to put some budget, some ad budget behind each show that gets released for a certain period of time. We, we always push our guests to share the episode that they were on. So we're kind of reaching their audience. Um, Tag people like crazy. <laughs> I think, no, this is great. This is like, we're just flowing right we're now. We're stream of thought thinking of everything we're doing <laughs> so in marketing. Yeah, I'm, shit I'm, can, I'm, like, I'm happily shutting them listening. Yeah, I get <laughs> Please keep going. Oh, uh, well, we ta- I think the most underrated thing is just tagging people in Facebook and in Instagram mm-hmm. because more often than not, they're going to reshare it. They're going to post on their story. You're going to get connected to some people even deeper than you did on your show. Yeah. Follow up. It's huge. Um, Email, I do that every time after a show. One thing we started doing is we started doing more roundup posts on our blog where we round up our own podcast episodes. So we just recently released a, a, a blog post about the 10 most downloaded episodes of 2018. Um, that one got a lot of shares because obviously every uh, everybody that we mentioned in there sort of like reshared the post of our top ten downloaded posts and kind of revigorated older episodes. Well, dude, that was sick because we and and we was at the top ten. Uh, we also set our favorite podcast, you yeah, know, other people's shows. So we actually that's a whole other marketing strategy in its own i know we inadvertently so we put you know mike dillard's podcast on there noah kagan's and these are guys we're not really in with yes we don't know noah or mike dillard personally but we let mention them in our top 10 favorite podcasts and those guys went out and shared that blog post they commented and started a conversation so it's and of course our our podcast was in that top 10 list as well so everybody so we're getting exposure on there um and then the other thing that has been really, so if we're thinking the 80-20, I would say that the two biggest things that we've done have been run overcast ads. That's been really beneficial. And the other thing is get on a lot of other people's podcasts because people who listen to podcasts listen to podcasts. And so if somebody's listening to this podcast right now, they're probably a fan of podcasts. They're listening to us. Oh, I like these guys' personalities. I'll check out their podcast too. So just going on other people's podcasts has probably been one of the biggest things we've done. And actually right after this call, 
we have a call with uh, somebody at a, a company called True Native, which is a, a company that helps you get sponsorships on other podcasts. And we're actually going to have our podcast sponsor other podcasts to try to get more exposure. So there's like maybe 20 ideas and I don't even think we covered them all. <laughs> yes. Excellent. So if you're wondering why we're creating a book on podcasting, it's because we want to just like unload all of this for people. Yep. Yes, and melt their brains, clearly. My <laughs> other much. personal favorite has to be, that I'm actually totally swiping from you guys, is um, I think I might have to like be on the roundup of like best show we've ever been on, and mine goes right at number one. Sorry, Brad. Yeah. You get bumped off to number two. I made them laugh. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Brad. <laughs> I say that as someone who Brad is like one of my best friends, and I fucking love him to pieces. <laughs> I'm slightly yeah. terrified of him because I'm like, I know in a fist fight, if it ever came down to it, I can handle my own about pretty much against anyone, considering what my former career was. Brad, on the other hand, I'm like, I don't know. He seems like a dark horse that could whoop the shit out of me, like just out the blue, <laughs> like silent assassin. He's got some guns, man, but if you take him low and just, just swipe him off his feet, and you're fine. I mean, <laughs> what you're saying is sweep the foot, Johnny. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just change my name to Johnny just for the fuck of it. <laughs> really. There you go. How committed were you to this one joke? You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> just you watch. <laughs> yeah, no, we're actually we're actually partners with Brad, so we, we see Brad way more than we want to. Oh yeah. You say more than you want to, like that's a thing. <laughs> you see Brad, you're happy to see Brad. <laughs> no, we all of... give each other shit. It's this it's this fun little circle of people that all just pretend we hate each other, but we all love each other. Oh yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm in on that. Um, except for the only difference is no one told me that it was a joke. And, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this is, so this is why they've been keeping you out of the mastermind. It has nothing to do with the distance. It's just the fact that you're an asshole adult. Damn it! <laughs> Finally, the truth comes out. Oh, a big thing about the show, too, is consistency. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> that, was a little, that was a little underheaded jab at Brad. Because that's another oh, dig at Brad. But he knows. <laughs> is be consistent with your show because people kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Because I remember when he... Uh, I interviewed him for my show because I have like a three-month delay. So this shit will come out like in, in like three months from now. April. Mm -hmm. Um. I had Brad on my show. I was like, dude, it'll be out in like a couple of months. I was like, cool. It's like, great, let's get you on my show. So I did his show. I got a message at the end of that show going, uh, so he spoke for a little bit afterwards. He was like, oh, by the way, we've already done the show. Here's the link and put it on live. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to space this shit out. Do you not have anyone else before me that you can put out to actually build? So you just release? Okay, I'm not doing that. No. <laughs> I got to give Brad some credit. That guy has like massive connections and he had some of the coolest people in his network. And obviously like we're all wrapped in there and yeah, he's like the Uber connector. So yeah, oh, I mean, we're in, we're in a mastermind with Bob Serling and Roland Frazier and Darren Hardy because of Brad. So we owe 100%. a lot to Brad, but so we give him shit, but we love the guy. <laughs> yeah. Straight up. Like everyone, anyone listening to this, including Brad, I think Brad would straight up know this because he punked me by the way. Ooh, but in, in a good way he got me real good because i actually gave him access to something i have as an account where you can like create projects and stuff mm -hmm. i haven't limited license like fuck it, i'm not going to use all of these power to you i know you will so uh when, whenever you download anything it tells you you need to actually assign it to a project mm -hmm. brad decided to sign this up like start of december mid-december and it took me two whole weeks to realize what he did <laughs> But you know, it's that, it's that gem 
that you just find and then you just start laughing because that person knows you so goddamn well. Yeah. yeah. Brad's project is called Brad motherfucking, not motherfucking, not motherfucking without an, without a G. It's motherfucking with an apostrophe at the end. Costanza, <laughs> just the sheer fact you went through that extra effort to put an apostrophe <laughs> made my, I laughed for like a good 10 minutes. I messaged him going, you son of a bitch, you made me laugh so hard. He goes like, I, he's like, I was instead of like kind of playing it off like I don't know what you're on about. His response was, I was wondering when you would find this out. Like, <laughs> you just waited. You just waited. <laughs> but yeah, Brad, Brad's Brad's a freaking ex, just excellent for everything. Great for connecting people. More importantly, that guy is hella smart when it comes to marketing. Like yeah. hella smart. Like when I had him on my show, I think because uh, I I knew Brad for like. Through, again, one of those guys I've been trying to get, I wasn't even trying to get on my show, but I knew him from like 2012. And we connected on something. So I asked a question about like what music you listen to. And he was like, oh, I listen to, I think it was EDM or something when he's working or something like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, fair enough. I was like, let's get on the show. How have we not spoken? Let's get on the show. And I was like, great. 10 minutes in, I was like, oh shit, we're so similar. This is amazing. So we just mm-hmm. turned it into like an hour long bromance. I was like, I'm sorry, everyone, you had to listen to that, but enjoy. <laughs> there's some, there's some content in here. I promise. Definitely, <laughs> always. Oh, it's yeah. like this show right now. It's always. Yeah, I know. I was gonna say it feels very similar. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just the it's it's the vibe with all of you because I didn't have that. I had that with Bob as well. Yeah. yeah. No, Bob's a Bob is a stand up dude. We know him very well. He. So Bob and I have a weird relationship. I think he's a, uh, no, he's That's always a, the, the, the a just, great start. Just weird relationship. Or what are you trying to tell us, Joe? And I'll do dot, dot, dot silence. No, he's big into bird photography. And yes, randomly I'll, I'll get, and I've expressed interest in this because I actually genuinely love it because he's even been to my house and pointed out some birds and stuff. I'm like, Oh, but yeah, it's, it's this weird thing. He just sends it to me, I think. Or at least I'm... No, no, I saw, I saw a bird email yesterday from him of a bunch of pelicans. Oh, okay. Yeah, separate. <laughs> so, yeah, Joe, your, your specialness has been like revoked. Right now, it's both of you. <laughs> Bob, I don't love you as much anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a, he's a great guy. Another great connector and so damn smart. So damn smart. <laughs> Loves birds a little too much. He really does. <laughs> it's okay. do. But then again, like at the same time, I love the fact that he loves birds because it's it's kind of epic. Because you think about it, it's like you're some. Because he gave me the greatest strategy, and anyone that's like thinking about how do I get clients, go listen to one. Go to the listen to the show that I do with Bob Selling because um, he straight out verbatim wrote a client attraction letter for some of the copy that you would have written in the past. It's like yeah, if you've written the copy, you can send that to another client and be like, hey, I wrote this copy for so and so. It did really well. Um, they're not in your market. They're like in a different market, but guess what? Do you want to use it? And you pay me X amount plus percentage. And they're like, uh, yeah, why not? I ran that ad. It fucking worked. Did I was it. like, God damn it. Do you smart? Yeah. Motherfucker? He's, he's brilliant. I love that guy. Um, so real quick, because we are actually hitting that perennial moment of our show. I got to ask if you had to like, yeah, let's make it fun. Three each. What were three books each of you? that you guys say actually most impacted your business and your lives, like gave you the biggest impact. Let's mm. actually easier. Cause Matt, you look like a, I don't mean this in a disrespectful way. It's just more or less because I am as well. You look like the nerdy type of motherfucker that loves reading, but also loves. Uh, how do you know? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, you saw my background when we had the video on before we hit record. And my background is a giant bookshelf that covers my entire wall. That's basically 
so packed that I'm stacking books on top of each other. So, uh, yes, I do read a lot. It ruins <laughs> um, my mystique of how I like genuinely was trying to be like, I'm psychic and I know this just ruins it by going, yeah, we uh, saw the book. I'm kidding. I did actually that. That's the reason I was acting. So what we're going to do is we're going to do five books each, but three of them are nonfiction and two of them can either be fiction or movies. Oh, you're going to, you're going to uh, throw me off. Okay. So uh, nonfiction is going to be a little bit easier. Um, you know, the, the very first book that sort of got me interested in business and wealth growth and finance and entrepreneurship and all that kind of stuff was, was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I feel like that's such a cliche answer, but it's like... That was both of us. That's what started us both out. That was literally the first like sort of business book that I ever read that kind of made me go, man, I, I want to do this. I don't want to be in a job. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so I, I have to give credit to that book. But the other books... Uh, I'm going to try to pick some more obscure books. Uh, there's a book called Straight Line Leadership uh, by a guy who I can't remember his last name and I couldn't pronounce it even if I did. He, yeah, he's Swedish or something. I know he's on about Dr. Something Something. Starts with S. Yeah, I, can't, I'm, I have it on Kindle, so I'm trying to look at my bookshelf and it's actually not on my bookshelf. But uh, that uh, book, Straight Line Leadership, is an amazing book. Uh, it I'm doesn't start with wrong. S. It starts with D. It's Dusan de I can't even say his surname. It's D J U K I C H. Yes, that. Uh, yeah, because okay. I have the same book. Travis recommended it to me, so I was yep, like, and he, yeah, he recommended it to me, and it, it, that was very, very impactful because it's a very, it's a very sort of stoic approach towards business specifically, and I just mm. loved it. So I'll throw one out as a uh, story brand, Donald Miller. I'm sure Excellent book. You, I'm sure you read that. Yeah, that completely. Actually, our traffic course, the way that that's, that VSL leads in was completely from his model. And uh, it was just so cool in the way to look at like how people, you know, emotional types of things you can put into your copy and your story. And uh, yeah, just being able to tell an impactful story is just going to go a long way. Yep. Um, the Trick to Money is Having Some by Stuart Wilde. That one was really... That's fucking awesome, that one. That was an amazing book that really... Uh, helped me with the mental game, you know, the, the mental game of money and that kind of thing. So yeah. those are my three nonfictions, rich dad, poor dad, uh, straight line leadership. And, uh, what did I just say? Uh, the trick to money is having some. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, get a grip is one that we have recently read. That's by, who's that by? That's Gina, Gina Wickman. Wickman. Yeah. So same author as uh, Rocket Fuel. Rocket Fuel. That's the other one. Yeah. So read both of those. They go kind of hand in hand. But get a grip is interesting if you're looking to really get a hold of your business and scale, but without killing yourself in the process. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of cool little um, ways to do that. On that same vein, Clockwork yeah, by Mike McCallowitz. He was on our show uh, a few months back. He's the same guy that did Profit First. Another Ooh. good book, actually. What's so, really funny is that one just got recommended to me on Amazon like this morning. Yeah, <laughs> Clockwork. No, no, Profit First. Profit First. Oh, yeah, both great books. That one's great to get your just your savings and all your finances in order for your business. And Clockwork is like, hey, if you're doing too much shit and you want to basically, I think he said in 18 months is the goal. Uh, you're going to be able to go away on like a six week vacation by the end of this book. If you actually implement all this stuff in here and your business will still thrive and keep going. It's a mix of, you know, systems, people and processes, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So highly recommend that one. And then uh, I'm going to say one fiction book, but it's going to be probably the most cliche fiction book. Go for Ready it. Player one. 
I fucking loved that book. Ooh. I've read it three times. The Ooh. movie was just, but the, the book was awesome. One of my, my favorite fiction book I think I've ever read. Mm. Um, and then another fiction sort of series. This is kind of cheesy, but there's a series of books called the, the Survivalist series. And it's about like oh, sort yeah. of like a zombie apocalypse kind of thing. And there's like nine or 10 books in this series. But it's Excellent. this dude who's like a, uh, a prepper, basically. And so you're reading this like fiction book and throughout the book, he's kind of like, you're kind of like learning little lessons about like, if there really was some sort of like apocalyptic type event where you kind of need to be a prepper, there's like all these like <laughs> lessons in it. And it's, it's just really a fun sort of series. Good uh, choice. Two, yeah. Two for me, I will go with uh, The Alchemist. Paulo Coelho. Yep. Yeah. Classic. Love that book. Yeah. Cool. And that was on Audible is when I, I listened to that shit when I had right after I had LASIK eye surgery and I just couldn't move and I just devoured that book and it was so cool. You know, um, okay, I'm going to stop you right there because there is a joke that I wish you got LASIK for next year. Matt, if you do get LASIK eye surgery, wait till 2020. Just, just, for the, <laughs> just, just for the soul. Yes. That's exactly why I was like, you can actually say I have 2020 vision. <laughs> I actually do need LASIK too. I fucking hate wearing Ooh. glasses. <laughs> you know, it's possible to get better than 2020. Somehow yeah. I got that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I, I, I sent that to maybe my They'll go in and be like, hey, I don't really want 2020. Can you give me 2019? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <just> like... <laughs> another good one that, uh, this is another Audible one. This was by Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Hart, is I can't make this shit up. Or Ooh. I can't make this up. But cool. um, it's his story and it's, I mean, Kevin Hart, we all see him now, but you hear his progression and you're like, oh, and every entrepreneur can relate to it. Just hustling and grinding, doing gigs and he's funny as shit, but you just hear the ups and downs that you don't typically hear from someone like that. Yeah. That, that was probably like 35 books there. Yeah. yeah. You know, just like a bunch of them. <laughs> we'll be able to read I'd, those. Uh, I'd say uh, what I love is about Ready Player One is I actually love the movie. Yeah. Uh, and the out, the, uh, like, after watching it, I remember going home with my friend when it came out of the cinema. Went to watch. It was amazing. And I was like, you've seen Bill and Ted, right? And they're like, I've never seen Bill and Ted. And I was like, okay, we're going to go watch Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> and fun fact, I actually own, and I did specifically buy this, and this, you guys may nerd out on this with me as well, is I actually own the domain amostexcellentadventure.com with a sole <laughs> purpose of when they release that movie, I can be like, yo, do you want to buy this domain? Uh, I, I don't even want money for it. I just want to meet Keanu Reeves for like an hour. That's all. <laughs> be an extra. That's funny. I actually had a band named the Good Robot Uses, kind of like the Bad Robot Uses or the Evil, whatever they were called oh, in the movie. God, I love this. It didn't last that long, maybe more than a couple months, but have to watch that movie. <laughs> we're like, oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I swear to God, that those movies made an entire generation seem like they were high and stoners at the time when they probably weren't. They were probably sober at the time and just thought, this is a good idea. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty, pretty sure we were pretty fucking high when we watched that movie and came up with that name. <laughs> I, I not so much, only recently for me. Because but then I came, again, I won't say it on air, but I had came up with like a really dark theory. I told my friend Byron about it and he just went yeah, that's a pretty fucked up theory, dude. <laughs> oh, you haven't heard the conversations Joe and I have that. I bet I bet we could probably out dark you with some of our conversations. We'll have to we'll have to Bring save it. that for another time though. Bring it. I dude, I yeah, okay, we'll talk about this once we get off air. But as far yeah. as it goes, um everyone listen to the show. I want you guys to go check out uh the actual URL, which I cannot remember right now. 
Um, evergreenprofits.com forward slash Adil. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's links in the description as always. Go check that out. Download the traffic, um, the traffic book itself, basically the Evergreen Traffic Playbook because it's amazing. They do have a printable version you guys can get of the book afterwards. I recommend you guys do. Um, mainly because, hey, uh, I'm more or less one of those people that's old school. I like books in my hands. That's how I go through them quickly. Um, get it. It's amazing. And just follow them on their ridiculous adventures through the internet and the journey that they go on because they have such an amazing journey already. And you can listen to their previous podcasts and read their new book, which is all about podcasting and all the other fun stuff. But yeah, guys, yeah. it's been excellent having you on the show. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Appreciate it, man. Absolutely, it's man. Been a fun time. We'll have you on ours soon. Uh, I can't wait till that happens. I, I don't think I've ever laughed as much just having fun on a podcast as we have on this one. This so, how it yes. Should be. yes. <laughs> Fuck everyone else. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I've so far like had other people say, "God, this, you're like the best interview we've had," and all. That. Now it's on fucking air. Usually it's off. Yeah. Should wait to like <laughs> no. and record. Now it's like haven't we there forever? But yeah, said everywhere, man. <laughs> I will do. Matt Wolf and Joe Fire just basically said that I'm, yeah, fuck all of you guys. You guys suck at podcasting. You guys can take lessons from me. <laughs> I, now, I vouch for I'm, that. I'm going to eat crow like a week later because I know someone else is going to challenge me to that and just come on my show and be like tight lipped and shitty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, those are the words man when, when that happens on our podcast we just don't release them <laughs> so hopefully the people that never got their podcast released aren't listening to this but we've had those or where maybe, we're like that person was kind of not fun let's not release that one called <laughs> a learning I, lesson that for them I, I, I release it but i cut the show short mm, like mm. i i try and finish my show in like 20 or 30 minutes with those people i'm like no I'll leave. Well, I, that's what we, we cut it short and then just never release it. <laughs> well, that's smart motherfuckers. Just my shit. <laughs> I, I have this weird feeling they would know where I'm at and what I'm doing because, like, my name is so easy to spell. Well, not easy to yeah. spell, but so easy to find because I'm the only one on the fucking earth with my name. So anything that's linked to that name usually comes to me. So I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm fucked if I don't release this. But anyway. Yeah. Going Public records. <laughs> guys, if you guys are interested in podcasting or even just basically getting your business everywhere, seriously, go check these guys out. I know we've had a lot of fun today on the show. I'm probably going to get them back on the show again. Not in mm -hmm. four years, like more like no. four months at some point. Sounds good. I hope. <laughs> anyway, uh, Matt, Joe, thanks for being here. Guys, I will see you on the next episode. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome, man. This has been fun. <laughs>